0: Hello and welcome to Attackers of Opportunity. This is your DM Michael, sitting around a virtual table with some of my friends. It's time to play some D&D. Woo! Yeah!
1: <laughs> Ah.
0: It's D&D. Yay. It is indeed D&D. We are currently in the middle of a dungeon crawl. A citadel that was once abandoned has been sort of rediscovered by the adventuring party. They have been proceeding through a couple of the floors finding all sorts of dead skeletons, chained walls, pits that once perhaps held bodies. They had some undead troglodytes that they fought. They fought a variety of little centipedes, giant abominations of creatures, vermin and the like. They also most recently did battle against some fungus-type creatures of some kind that emitted a rather noxious odor that nearly knocked the party on their backs. However, the party was able to come up victorious, finding some uh, interesting little loot items, and they find themselves now on the second floor of the tower, just having completed a short rest all of you are currently in a room. It is room one marked on the map. Most of you can see your icons already there. And you guys have completed your looting of the room. The the little bit of time that you spent with your short rests have helped air out the room a little bit. It's not nearly as noxious here as it once was. You came in a door on the north-facing wall. However, there is a door to the east from where you all are at. Just a short Aww. distance. And when you guys were on the first floor and you were in a similar room it led into what was perhaps a larder or a supply room of some kind
2: and now you are in the room what do you do the northernmost hallway that went turns east the eastern branch we thoroughly discovered that that is not a door yes like we're we're 100 percent. that's a wall now investigation did happen and no secret passages were discovered <laughs> yeah little dicky Uh, Do you have a a door over there? What? Where? What? Where you are. Is there like a a door possibly? I doubt it. I'll check the walls. It makes no sense that there's all these
3: hallways that go nowhere. One mustn't question the thinking of the ancients, but I'll look anyway. Perception. 14. It would actually be more of an investigation check. I would investigate the crap out of this wall with an even better 17. <laughs> 17. You checked the alcove that
0: you are in that has been at the end of this long kind of winding hallway. You have been able to figure out that this kind of hallway seems to skirt what would be the edge of the tower. If you were to be able to go through one of the walls to the east of where you are at, you think you would actually wind up outside. You know that you are kind of on the outer edge of this whole structure. From the alcove that you are in and the short little bit of hallway ending in another alcove that is nearby you, you spend the time you start looking through. You do not find, however, any seemingly secret passages. You don't seem to find any traps. This just seems to be as though there was an alcove, maybe storage at one point, maybe just private areas that people could meet and have a conversation back when this whole area was in service.
4: Aren't we standing in front of a door?
3: We are. Dickie uh, is on no, Sorry, alcoves. Okay. I do see nothing down here in these alcoves that I've been resting in. Same as last time, sorry. I guess this is for storage, or for maybe like a makeout room. I don't know how
2: they lived. Maeve, Dorian, Dor- I can call you Dorian now, right? We are no longer...
5: Yes, you, just... you may absolutely call me Dorian. Please do. Leal D.
2: has found no other door.
5: I'm not surprised. This place seems to be, well, very defensible, the further in, you, you have to go one way to get to anywhere.
2: Well, I do think there's this, uh, these hallways that go nowhere. Well, defense. I don't get it.
6: Yeah, what if they're trying to hide something?
2: Wouldn't you want a back door
3: to escape out of? Like a secret exit? Well, with, with, with magic, which we know
5: that the person who used this place was some kind of practitioner. You could just use some sort of portal.
2: Well, you could, but I, I couldn't. Oh my god! I figured it out, guys. What? This what? whole, this whole place is a spell. Like right. the, the layouts of these hallways—they are probably formed like a sigil or uh, some kind of rune. It's just like a big spell tower, like wizards.
5: That's very interesting, actually. I'll, I'll take a look at that. All
0: right. Would you like to roll in our counter check for that? Absolutely. 18. You take a little bit of time. You begin to scratch out the dust and gunk on the floor around here. You kind of scratch out in the dust a mental map of how you've walked around this structure, both on the first floor and the second floor. You begin to make notes of where stairs are, where you guys moved up, where you found some of the similar shaped rooms on the second floor that you found on the first floor. And Nothing in the layout itself seems to be... Like, the layout does not sh- jump out at you as, oh, this seems to be some kind of rune that these buildings are in the shape of, or something to that effect. You Okay. N- nothing magical about the intent of the layout seems to jump out at you.
5: Hmm. I I can't seem to match this to any sort of rune, but we're not finished, so maybe something else will spark Some kind of discovery for me. Shall we move on?
4: Yeah, in the meantime, Mm -hmm. we should maybe go through this door.
0: All right. So the door from the fungus room into the room that you guys have not yet been to is a simple-looking wooden door. The mold and everything had grown up and around. You're able to uh, fairly easily scrape off some of the dead and now dying fungus that had sort of caked onto this wooden door. And the door stands in front of you. It seems to be unlocked. in fact, it maybe is even partially open a little bit. You all are fairly confident that there aren't any traps in here. Is anyone going to try to listen to see what the next door is, peek through the little bit of an opening, or are you just going to push the door open and go in? I'm moving back just in case.
4: Yeah, I feel like with that setup, we should look.
5: In fact, I had already moved back 10 feet. (laughs) If you look on the map, there we go. Don't be enough. <laughs> I'm still in the alcove.
6: <clears throat> Dirt. will take a look. Just a peek.
0: All right. Roll a perception, if you'd be so kind. Mm.
6: That is a twenty-three.
0: Twenty-three. You see that the next room is in total darkness. Fortunately for you, I believe half-orcs have dark vision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see a number of skittering creatures. Perhaps more of these centipedes that you've occasionally found throughout the tower, and there seem to be three of them kind of moving around in the next group.
6: Well, if there's nowhere else to go, then we gotta go through here. You guys better be ready for another fight. I mean
2: Well, maybe we will find puppy or Kitty. There's you know no telling, so we don't have to be violent initially. Perhaps we'll find somebody to talk to who can explain this tower spell to us. We are prepared for everything, Dirt. including violence. Yes, I
3: shout from far away. Well, some of us are.
5: Others are. Who knows where? I, Dicky,
3: where are you? Shh! It's, if you don't know, then no one knows.
6: Yeah, just yell louder. Then why don't you? I a,
4: I'll move I'll back go another five
3: feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. So you said what, two, three more centipede things. Hmm. I mean, I think in theory that means I can just shoot two of
0: them. I'm getting ready to shoot.
4: Yeah, because if I hide behind the door and just shoot, then I can I can shoot two of them.
0: Suddenly, Dirt, you hear some abrupt skittering, and then the creatures seem to stop and orientate towards the door.
6: Uh, I think they heard you, or, or us.
0: They heard uh, us. I mean, right, if I hadn't heard the
5: sounds of battle just a minute ago, then...
4: All right, I'm going to shoot two of them, then. Or shoot at two of them i should say
0: Alrighty, righty so but
4: i'm hiding so it's not it's not hitting combat yet because i'm hidden
0: and I, I believe we have a couple of things that to address here real quick before we get to the actual roles on that is everyone's token on the map where they physically are in the room i mm-hmm. yes all right so Valix is yes. outside of this room in a hallway
2: yes it appears to be okay Don't need yes. to fight the ferrets
0: Dirt is by the door. Dickie is way far away. I can hear you. Fifteen has stepped 15 feet back away from the door. Maeve has stepped 10 feet back away from the door. And Dirt is left alone at the door. Great. All right, so it looks like Dirt is going to have to be the one to open the door for you, Maeve, to actually... It's open just a crack, so enough that you can kind of, you know, get your eyeball around and start seeing things. But to actually be able to shoot through the door, the door's got to be swung open. Okay, I'm
6: going to open it up for you.
0: Okay. I'm, move out of- I'm leveling my blasting rod, ready to fire.
4: Okay, so hidden a little bit by the door, I'm going to shoot at Two of them does a fifteen hit.
0: So from from your kind of step back, you now have a, a much narrower space that you can shoot through. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely one that you can make your attack on. Mm-hmm. We are going to drop into initiative, but a fifteen does hit. Well,
4: uh, but here's the thing: it's a sneak attack, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be initiative yet.
0: Well. Sneak attack is the name of the ability, and they heard that you guys were at the door. I'm happy to essentially give the surprise round Be dirt opening the door and you firing the arrows, but then we're going to drop into initiative for combat.
4: Okay, so hold on. Let me just, because I haven't done this in a while.
0: Not exactly surprised. The exact one creature <laughs> that you opened the door was a surprise to them, but they were aware and ready for action to happen. Okay, so I
4: can only shoot one of them, but I can deal an extra 2d6 on that, so... Yeah, so 17
0: damage. Awesome. Your arrow flies in, and you see you are one of these giant centipede creatures. It goes through, cuts cleanly through the thorax. The creature kind of goes in pain, and you see it shift to one side in reaction to the hit, but it still seems to have its legs moving and everything going. So it's not not quite dead, but...
4: I, I will hide.
0: Sweet. Let us roll initiative though there only seem to be a few of you actually in the room.
2: That's a 20 for me.
4: Nice. Three. 18.
2: Valak is on a nine. All right. I'm also an 18.
3: My dexterity is 14, though. Does that mean anything? Since you are further away, I'm going to have you (laughs) after it. Fine. All right. So we are now in the official round of combat.
0: We have Dorian up first. So the door has been thrust open by Dirt. Maeve had her arrow ready, flashed out, striking one of these creatures. You standing just a little back and behind Maeve, you see the same creature that she shot as well. Dirt has informed you that there are multiple creatures in the room, however. Dorian, what do you do? This is going to come as
5: quite a shock to everyone. <gasps> Eldritch Blast. <gasps> I know, I know.
0: I'm sorry, here's where I should have gasped.
5: <gasps> <laughs> here's my run. Terrible.
0: 11. 11 does not hit and is not within awesome point range.
5: Cool, cool, cool.
0: All right. Next up is Maeve.
4: Oh, well, I said I would hide, so I'm still hidden wherever that may need be to be. I don't know if that's like, I
0: don't um, know where that... Okay, you are currently hidden from yeah. two of the three creatures. The other one has a straight shot at you unless you take a couple of steps off to the side, break its line of sight.
4: Okay. If I break its line of sight, though, can I still hit it? If I go here... Yeah.
0: If you break its line of sight, then you can make a hide check. Then, from your hidden position, you could try to sneak out and snipe it. Yep, that, I want that. Cool. Stepping over five or so feet, you're able to break its line of sight. Give me a hide check.
4: Well, it's a 19 on the die.
0: All right. With, with your stealth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
4: soon. I'm, yeah, yeah. That's a 28. I'm, I'm gone. All right, so then.
0: It recoils. It's had a flash of blue and red light flare at it. It also is an insect with a one intelligence, so it has forgotten that you exist for a moment.
4: Huzzah. Cool. So that's 16 on the die? Or not on the die. It's 16 to hit. Hits. And then, can then hit in
0: 12. 12 points of damage. All right, describe the killing blow.
4: From out of nowhere, an arrow comes from the darkness and strikes right between its eyes, and it crashes down to the ground with a little
0: splink. Oh, speaking of darkness, uh, do you have dark vision? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Next up is little Dicky.
3: Yes. Was there any painful stench team? No. Hello? Are you no. all dead? No? No. Here I come. There we are. I begin um <clears throat>, oratorying. Orating. Orating. That makes more sense. Or-ra-ra-ra. Or-ra-ra. You continue <laughs> with your oral tradition. Yes, I give everyone oral. Uh no. No, no one wants that. <laughs> Five, six. Hold on now, Three, four, <laughs> five six. Good. This is for yes, I believe I'll give it to Dorian. You can hear me. You're within sixty feet, and you can hear my amazing tale. It's basically the tale of Jack and the Beanstalk from the giant's point of view, cast as a character in Dixa. And my voice is booming louder as I get closer, and you get bardic inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's a extra what? One d
0: six. Nice. For ability, attack, or saving. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. If any d20 roll, you can add a d6 to it sometime in the next 10 minutes. Nice. All right, Volok. Volok
2: moves into the room.
0: I suspected he would do that.
2: And he stands there, ready in action. Should a creature enter within his threatened range, he will strike it.
0: All right, as you step forward and kind of begin to peer into this room... Do you have dark vision? Of course not. All right. You see the room fade away into darkness in almost any direction. I believe dirt had previously been using a torch, so there is still some illumination coming into the room, but you are having trouble seeing the edges of the room as they fade to darkness out of the torchlight.
2: Sounds good. I love it in the dark. I'm not scared of the dark or the might be monsters, like slime creatures and and spiders and and, and weasels. Ugh, no, not weasels. Maybe they weren't ferrets. Maybe they were weasels. Well, speaking of
0: ferrets or weasels or other creatures that you've mistakenly uh, thought of that, one of these creatures comes skittering on what looks to be thousands of legs up against you, coming out of the shadows at your feet. It has entered a square next to you. Are you using your prepared action? Yes. Strike it.
2: That is a 24. 24 hits. That is 8 points of damage.
0: Excellent. You strike at it, cutting off a couple of its legs on one of its sides. It reels back in pain and attempts to bite into you. It crits its bite.
2: I'm sorry. It is not 8 points of damage. Uh, It doesn't tell me unless I hover. Uh, That's a 1. Great weapon, Master, means I reroll that. Oh, absolutely. So you're going to roll 1d6 and replace it? So that's nine points of damage. (laughs) Okay. It's still better. Indeed.
0: All right. So you have sliced at it, cutting off a couple of its legs. It screeches back in pain. Its jaws come biting in. It crits you. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of damage.
2: Oof. Ooh. Don't Um, I make a save versus poison? Yeah.
0: So I need a constitution saving throw from you. I gave it to the wrong person, didn't I? 16. All right, so you make a nice saving throw. Luckily, you have succeeded on that saving throw, which allows us to actually not give you the poison damage, because, oh my goodness, it was 26 points of poison damage. You just saved. Unfortunately, you've just dealt it nine points of damage. It turns around and bites you for eight points of damage.
2: Fair, is fair.
0: All right, the other one of these creatures comes skittering out and around, comes up next to you. You've already used your prepared action, so you do not get an attack on it. It comes in and attempts to bite you. Does a 13 hit? No. I did not think so. All right. You were able to survive the onslaught of these two giant centipedes. Uh, and next we have dirt.
6: It's going in a kicking. Do it, do it. All right. She's going to, I guess. Oh, gosh. They're on either side. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ooh. Do I get to use what I think I get to use? Okay. I'm going to attack this
3: Flip over Varric. <laughs>
6: you flip. I do a backflip over Varric and I land and I start to do a tornado kick at this thing.
2: That's pretty impressive considering Varric's not here.
6: Yeah, oh. who's Varric? Sorry. What did you say? I said, Did I say Valick or Varric? You said Varric. You said, and Varric. Then I said And then I said <inaudible> Varric.
0: multiple people said Varric.
6: <laughs> yeah, who's the thing? Who's the thing, Varric? <laughs> All right. That's another arm strike.
0: Well, you don't always call Dorian Dorian, so why should you call Balak all? <laughs> what did you call Dorian? You've called Dorian a lot of things. Hey.
6: Okay, does a 15 hit?
0: 15 totally hits. Which one are you attacking? The orange one or the blue one?
6: The blue one. That was the one that was had attacked, right? Yes. All right. Three points of damage for the first attack. Do a tornado kick. Switch my legs. Go the other direction for a tsunami kick. Does a 14 hit?
0: A 14 hits.
6: All right, so it's a total of eight Points of damage, but ding, 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 ding. okay. I will use my martial adept ability to do a sweeping attack. So if I hit a character or if I hit a creature, mm-hmm. I can suspend uh, and expend one superior die to deal damage to another creature within five feet. So I can turn around and do a sweeping kick.
0: Awesome. This is off of the feats that you picked up? Yes. Awesome. You did. Oh.
5: oh. I crit. Max damage.
0: Max damage. You do another six points damage to the guy on the other side of the entryway. Awesome.
6: Swamp. Swamp, swap, swamp,
0: And are you flailing and flashing with the torch in your hand as well? Yes. Awesome. So this whirring bit of fire just bursts into the room, flipping over Valak, striking one, two, and then the leg flips out, catching the centipede on the other side of the room, causing it a bit of pain as well. And we are back up at the top of the order. Dorian. Unfortunately, Dorian, from where you're standing, it is extremely difficult to see either of these creatures. You'll either have to move up or move to the side a little bit to try to target one of them.
5: I had planned
0: on that very thing You're a smart cookie, I figured you might have figured that out
5: I will come up here until I can possibly get an eyeline on this one
0: Yes, the one to Volokh's right You are able to see it now from where you stand
5: Indeed, and I will blast it Do it to it But hold on, I'm going to use my inspiration, my bardic inspiration
0: You'll almost certainly hit with that, but let's see Are you kidding me? It's a 12. All right, well, that brought you to within awesome point range. Would you like to use your awesome point? Let's use it. Okay, describe how awesome this attack is.
5: As I move up, I realize that Valak is still in my way. So I kind of sweep my arm up until I get a bead on its eye, just past Valak's head, and I fire. The blast goes right past him, almost Like it would singe hair on someone else and goes right into this creature's eye for 12 points of
0: damage. Nice. Your blast comes in, strikes its eye. You see part of its chitinous exoskeleton actually begin to dent in a little bit. It stumbles for a moment. It's still on its feet, but it is in real bad shape. Ha ha. All right, and now we have Maeve. Cool. So which one, Was it the blue or the orange one that died? Only the red one died.
4: Oh, I thought you said describe the killing yes. No
0: Describe how awesome the attack was.
4: Got it. I understand. Oh, well, so here's the thing. Uh, hidden or not, I still get to throw all this stuff because these creatures are next to a friend of mine.
0: Oh, absolutely.
4: So I'm going to use psionic to reroll one of these. Great. So that means I hit... The um, let's say the blue one, or uh, the, um,
0: the one that you'd be able to see from your current position on the board.
4: Yeah, so hit for 25, and then the damage is 10.
0: Uh, 25 is absolutely enough to hit this, and with 10 points of damage added on to 10, describe the killing blow.
4: The creature opens its mouth to try to attack my friend, and as its gaping maw is gooping with saliva or some other consistency of grossness an arrow goes straight through to the back of its throat and it coughs and chucks and and does terrible things. It makes terrible noises and then falls dead.
0: Excellent. Yes, I am. (laughs) Bollock from behind, an arrow goes flying, catches almost just under your left elbow, straight into the creature's mouth and suddenly out the back of its exoskeleton, the tip of that arrow juts out drawing the creature back, knocking it onto its back, and it now lies dead at your feet.
4: Picky. Uh, a- hold on, because I'm going to move. Okay. Over here, and bonus action to hide behind that.
0: Absolutely. You are able to break its line of sight, so roll me a stealth check.
4: I shouldn't have to, That's what I was just looking up because of, it's my character trait. I don't have to do that every time if it's my bonus action.
5: Also, it's dead. It doesn't have a line of sight. Well,
0: the orange one has a line of sight. Um, that's
5: what
4: I was just looking at.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, fair enough. I just, because I know stealth is one of your thing. I was giving you a chance to roll so that you could put up a big number, because it's always fun.
4: <laughs> I mean, I can roll for it. Yeah, I'm gone. (laughs) That's, um, yeah, that's a 27.
0: Yeah, you are gone. Gone, I'm out,
3: I'm out. All right, little Dickie, it is your turn. Very good. (laughs) Fee-fi-ho-hum. As I enter the room, oh, I see the darkness in the room beyond, and say, dancing lights, dance, dance, my children, and uh, lights fly forth into the room to light stuff. Awesome. Light begins to wash over, revealing quite a
0: large room. We're, however, we're in the middle of combat, so I'll wait till we're done with combat to give the room description. Uh, it's now
2: Volok's turn. Volok is going to step deeper into the room and over here.
0: All right. Volok takes another ten steps into the room, standing near the center of it with one of these creatures that he thinks is perhaps a ferret at its feet. And I'm assuming you're going to smack the sucker.
2: Volokh swings with his great sword of 17. 17 totally hits. He does 11. All right, describe the killing blow if you'd be so kind. Because he is sliding past the world land of fire and destruction, there's dirt. He does a little spin of his own, attempting to mimic her, but he almost drops his sword. When he tries to catch it, he bends over to snatch it. And Aubrey, the drake, almost falls out of his pack. He turns to catch Aubrey, but when he does so, he forgot he was still holding the greatsword and cuts the creature in half.
0: Awesome. But Aubrey is safe. Vullet's greatsword comes swinging in, cleaving this creature in half. And with that, there are no more hostile creatures that you can see in this room. I want to
4: go and pick up my arrows.
0: All right. The arrow that pierced through the creature, that one unfortunately seems to be damaged. You could take the tip and try to, because this was just a normal arrow, this was one of your acid splash ones. None of those were, yeah. Yeah. You could take the tip and perhaps rework it onto a shaft later, but you're down an arrow at this point, it doesn't matter too much.
5: I start searching the uh, bottom
0: area of the room, right in this Section. Excellent. This room has two doors, both on the same wall. One, the door that you came in, and another one about 20 feet away from that on the north side. The room is swallowed mostly in darkness until Dickie's dancing light come in. From there, you see that the stone pavers on this floor are flat, polished, smooth. This is actually perhaps the cleanest room that you all have seen so far in this entire tower. However, marring the northernmost wall, you see scratches. Does anyone speak Dwarven? Damn me, no. I'm going to take the general silence from everyone that no one speaks Dwarven. All right, there are scratches on the wall. They, they look... Planned, uniform, some creature of intelligence seems to have scratched something on the wall. Unfortunately, no one here knows
2: exactly what was written there. Look, everyone. These creatures were intelligent. They were writing on the wall.
5: I sincerely doubt that was them.
2: How do you know?
5: Well, this appears to be some form of language. I... Uh, all right, everyone
3: settle down. Um, I'm, I'm very calm, Dickie. Uh, I can now read. I cast Comprehend Languages. Nice. All right,
0: scratching this wall in the
3: dwarven language is a phrase, sharpen thy sword and ready thy shield. Oh, that was a waste of a spell. It says sharpen thy sword and ready thy shield. Just a typical dwarven machismo.
4: Hmm. So maybe whatever's in this other room we might want to prepare for?
2: Maybe it was because of this room had the evil weasels. You might the here, yes. Do you want to draw one of these two? And the one that was cut in half, Volok is trying to pick up the separate ends and squish together to make at least kind of an artable one. Yes. Do I want to? No. What are you doing? For your, for your records,
3: the evil weasels. I, I already jot the same as the ones I jotted down before,
2: aren't they? This one looks a little different.
3: A little. Fine. Yes, it looks cut in half. I do observe the amazing symmetry of its form from the inside.
4: All right. While this disgusting chaos is going on, is there anything in the room that looks, I don't know, shiny, worthwhile, interesting?
0: You could roll me a percentile dice. Sure.
4: All right. Because I feel real dumb, I rolled an eighty and a zero. Does that mean ninety?
0: An eight and a zero, an eighty and a zero would be eighty. Okay.
4: All right. I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs>
0: So these giant centipedes had built up a a bit of a nest in one of the corners. And while going through that, you see that they had taken little bits of shiny metals and things that they found in here, including one small stone. It looks to be an extremely rough sapphire has been packed into their nest somewhere. It appears uh, it is extremely rough probably uh, may- maybe like 50 gold kind of thing however if you were find a jewel crafter there might be more value in it
4: sure uh, i used one of my arrows to like sift through to get to it
0: you wouldn't want to touch this
4: no That's, yeah. it's gross uh, dorian shiny. Is,
5: dorian makes a mental note next time he's in civilization he's going to buy a book of creatures with pictures for valak
0: oh Aw, team
3: bonding and sort of making fun of each other. Is I making a book of creatures for Valak? Oh, <laughs> even better. I mean, I'm doing it kind of after the fact, so maybe that's, you're going for more of a, in the future. Mm-hmm.
5: More of a, you know, the cow goes moo. A
4: hey, it it's for like aardvark.
3: <laughs> when he goes, what is this thing? You can say, look, someone
2: else's already looked it up. Or, yes. Uh, but what does the fox say? Ding,
4: ding, ding, ding,
5: ding, 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 ding,
2: I'm just going to cut that out of the podcast. Yeah. I
5: really think
4: you should. <laughs> I really think you should.
2: So, Volok picks up, you know, he's got this half, these two halves that he's holding was trying to get Dickie to draw. So, he tries to feed it to Aubrey. Maybe Aubrey likes Weasel. You know, he's not entirely sure of Aubrey's total diet.
0: All right, roll me an animal handling check if you'd be so kind. An 18? An 18 is really pretty solid. You start feeding in and you notice that Aubrey seems to have little interest in kind of the the lower half. However, the upper half, Aubrey's beak starts uh, going in and some of the claw rips at. And effectively, it would have been where like the brain and and the really gushy parts are in the the, uh, giant centipede. That seems to be what Aubrey enjoys most. Look, everyone. Aubrey likes weasel brain.
4: Aubrey likes bug brain.
0: And because your last few checks with Aubrey have actually been really nice, really solid, Aubrey is now one step closer to being friends
2: with yours and being able to listen to your commands. Patience. Mm. Slow and steady. You know, it's about building trust. Or Audrey. <laughs> Aubrey. All
4: right. I want to go look at the right.
0: uh, the door. All right. I the, will back you up. The other door in this room is a solid steel door. There seems to be two handles on it one at about normal height and one six inches above that. The metal here is a very fine polished, again, th- this whole room seems to be cleaner than anything else you all have seen here, which makes its juxtaposition with the mold room that you'd been in just before even greater. The door has a shine to it as though it was perhaps polished recently and, and, and again, p- appears to be solid. You look at the door frame itself and the metal itself is extremely flush with all of the walls around it to the point where you don't think that you could... You certainly couldn't climb under it, but you don't even think that small little creatures could even slide under the bottom of this door. That's how flush it is with the floor itself. If you are looking for traps, things of that nature, you can roll Investigation. Maeve, be extremely careful with this
3: one. You think this is holding something in?
4: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Fifteen.
0: A fifteen. With fifteen, you are fairly certain that this door is not trapped. You do, however, feel that it is locked. The two handles seem to be odd to you, as though perhaps something needs to happen with both to actually open the door. Sure.
4: And how tall was the door? It's like six feet, that was it?
0: No, no, the door The door is normal height.
3: Separate. There's one handle at, at a normal height handle, and there's a second handle six inches above that. Mm. Does it look like you just need to... Use two hands to slide it open or pull it open? Is that the dealio?
4: I mean, it could be double bolted locked. Because if that's the case, then it's definitely keeping something in.
3: Do we see hinges? You do not. Hmm. Is anyone able to detect life or magic or evil? I don't see hinges, so it must open inwards. Hmm. Maybe not. I,
4: I don't know. I don't like it. Maybe it slides.
0: Oh, yes. That's what I was thinking, yes.
3: All right. Right. Who, if anyone, is going to try to open the door? Um, I have a feat telepathic. I can communicate telepathically in a future. I can
2: see. Never mind, I can't see it. Volok can do it. Volok is strong, and Volok goes and opens the door.
0: Oh, all right.
4: Uh, All right. Uh, I'm backing the fuck up.
2: Yeah, as, as he moves forward,
3: everyone else moves back. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I take cover behind this dead centipede.
0: All right, Valik, you come up. You grab uh, both handles, one with each hand. You
3: start to turn and realize that both handles are locked. Wait, we didn't unlock the handles.
4: Of course, we didn't unlock the handles. We didn't think we were going to open the door yet. We were trying to talk about it.
2: Valik we? turns harder. Yes.
3: All right, uh, Valik, Valik, did you check the door? Hold on. Let me see this.
2: <laughs> Valik try... turns really hard.
3: How do you? I'm checking for locks. What should I do? investigation. I think you all are now aware that it is locked. I'm um, sorry, how do I unlock it? To pick the lock would
2: be a sleight of hand, or if someone was proficient in thieves' tools. If you, if you, if it, Valak is trying to turn so hard he breaks the lock.
0: Actually, with that 18, that is, uh, that is actually enough to break both of the handles with the lock. <laughs> um, I got
3: it unlocked! <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So Valak turns and twists and breaks both of the locks. The handles are just barely holding on as he pushes the door open. It glides just over all of the little bumps and everything on the tile. It is clear that this door in uh, this, this whole area is very finely made to the, to the finest of details. And the door opens, revealing a short hallway. Yeah. It arcs over to the left.
2: My 19th sleight of hand. This must be where the stairs are.
5: Either way, be very careful. We've seen a lot of traps in here.
3: After you,
2: my huggy friend. I will lead the way, yes, of course. Just,
4: just, uh, just point out, you can't see in the dark, right?
2: Valak is not scared of dark. You're scared of dark. <laughs> right.
5: But it's you can't dark. see a trap if it's dark. I'm it's not dark.
2: Seeing... He's got the dancing lights. Look These at them dance. The lights are not, still, still here. Can't you see? They're dancing along down the hallway. How pretty. That's what they do. See, look, I'm alive. Right.
3: But is he actually looking for traps?
4: I doubt it. Of course not.
5: Yes, that's what I was... Uh, fine, what do I know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was really good timing, that. that Valek, are you carefully searching for any booby traps? Remember what we encountered earlier?
2: Valek runs so fast. Wow. He just runs so fast that he'll outrun any trap. He's gonna he's, he's gonna run straight through the hallway so fast. I wait here.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh we <laughs> all wait
5: to <one>.
1: watch. <laughs> yep.
0: All right, Valak, I need you to roll me three constitution saving throws, but I'm gonna let you roll with advantage because you're running so fast. You're sung for him.
2: Oh dear. Oh my god that's a 14 and 18
0: and a 17 okay wow so you make every one of those saving throws as you run through this hallway you feel life essence begin to almost drain from you as you run around these corners this area is clearly some kind of magical almost necrotic element to it just drawing sapping energy from you as you move however you charge through so you didn't gain as much exposure to all of this so you're only going to take nine points of necrotic
2: damage no i don't okay i take i take 11.
0: so here's the thing though <laughs> it's three instances of necrotic okay
2: so the uh first one is how much
0: first one would be three because it's halved each instance
2: is 2d4 you say see. So you take yep. half. i so got you three then three Sure, inter- sure, sure. I got it. I can do math. Thank you. <laughs> three, three, and two? I'm sorry, three, three, and three. Okay, there we are. <laughs> do we hear
5: anything as he runs through there? The clank of the plate mail.
3: He, uh, no moaning.
0: going to point and out you know By the time you get to the end of the hallway, you are far enough away from the dancing lights that you are now in darkness again. I do throw them down.
3: They can have a certain amount of distance between each one. Right, but it starts going around a lot of corners, yeah, he's so it, I it, you don't have line of
0: sight to plant the light.
5: I call down the hall. Valak?
0: Yes?
2: Did anything on toward happen to you? Uh, no arrows, no scythes, no... I'm tired, but uh, <laughs> I just ran in full plate and all my armor down this hallway, so... About that, but You're You're tired. Yes, it was a long hallway, lots of turns, and Aubrey is getting heavy. She's growing so fast. I'm sorry, him. He is growing so fast. I apologize, Aubrey. I know you prefer the he, him pronouns.
5: Yes, well and good. Um, Maeve? Yes? (laughs) I don't think he realizes that something probably happened to him.
4: Oh, yeah, I would never hear him admit that he was tired, ever.
5: As I would expect.
3: Um, what kind of a tired would you explain? Would you say you're winded, or you feel like drained, or I'm not winded. Or winded. Okay, he's not so winded.
5: So something definitely happened to him.
3: Oh there. yeah. Okay. He's in angry mode again. I speak Valek. Oh. Someone has to. Be translating then.
4: So I don't. I don't want to go down there without knowing what the hell is going on. Agreed. Um and you just run really fast.
2: I think there's stairs. These stairs we were looking for that kept hitting the wall. I think I found them. Oh good. Come guys, I'll go. You oh what? Oh well, wow. All I'm saying is take care. Just run real fast, guys, you'll be fine. Just and run. Please tell us
3: in detail what how it actually feels.
6: Are you
2: sure?
6: Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go.
3: Alrighty, dirt.
0: You're going to start running all the way through, so give me three constitution saving throws, all with advantage.
6: Uh,
3: She's very fast. First one,
6: 17. Second one, 15. Third one, ooh, 18.
0: 20. Sweet. So you make all of them. So you take one point of damage, then two points of damage, then two points of damage.
6: Okay. Yeah, easy peasy. Nothing to it, you guys.
2: You don't feel any adverse effects?
6: Nah, feel great. Right. I also I trust don't her. trust her.
2: I also oh. feel great. I'm just a little tired because of the armor, but I am—I am just as in shape as 30s. You feel all right? Windy at all? Tired? I'm just waiting for Rest? the light so we can go up the stairs. Yeah, get I'm on over here, guys. Porch, so. I'm only—I'm
6: only tired of waiting on you.
2: Oh,
1: oh, nice.
2: oh. burn! Oh, okay. Sick. That was a burn. That was really good, Dirt. I'm impressed. Like, wow.
3: He's been learning. I'm so proud. All right. All right. Well, well let's,
2: let's go.
4: Quick question. Yes. Is it poison damage?
3: No, it's Is necrotic. necrotic.
4: Okay. I was just wondering if it's like necrotic poison or something.
5: I'm searching as I go. Oh, I yeah. Know, any Anything. All right. Roll me Arcana.
0: Oh, Arcana.
4: I'm also going to roll this.
0: Ah, an eight.
4: 17.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Dorian first, unless sure. you are walking up next to him, moving along, shuffling with it.
4: I mean, I would argue that they were working together because we both looked yeah. at each other and straight up said, like, all right, let's go.
0: Yeah. Oh. Fair enough. I was looking at Maves icon on the map, and... It oh, was- I
4: haven't moved it.
0: Yeah. It was nowhere near Dorian, so I was just making sure. Yeah. All right. So... Dorian starts moving around, he starts taking steps, he's monitoring, he's looking around. he's about to turn the corner where the first of these necrotic elements is. He doesn't seem to react to anything as he approaches. However, maybe, you get this pulse of dark energy kind of tingling. Some of the fur on the back of your neck starts to stand up a little bit, and you recognize that there is worked actually on the ceiling of this area. Some sort of necrotic rune, or rather, it is some kind of rune dealing with necrotic energy. And if you okay. pass, any living creature that passes under it starts to take damage, starts to be drained of some of their life, life essence. Okay.
4: So in theory I can climb up there and just hack away
0: at it. You can absolutely attempt to distort the rune. You can try to do it just straight physically to destroy it. You could try to slide a hand to alter it slightly if you had arcane knowledge or someone guiding you arcanely. You could perhaps try to disarm it without a significant penalty.
4: Well, slide a hand is one of my strongest things. So I think I would try to slide a hand, I don't know. Okay. So
0: slide a hand check you'd be so Fifteen? 15, you start using your natural climb speed as a tabaxi. You're able to kind of get up part of the wall close enough where digging, you know, your two feet and one claw in, you're able to reach up and you start kind of, Just trying to alter the edges of the rune. Roll me a Constitution saving throw, please. 14. 14. You do feel a pulse of energy at one point as you are distorting this room. You feel the dark energy wash over you for a moment. Some of your internal fortitude comes out and shakes off the ill effect of this as you begin to play with it and disrupt it so that it's no longer a problem for anyone passing underneath it. Yay. Are you all right?
4: I'm fine. I don't trust that this is the only one, though.
0: All right.
5: Come along, Dickie. Yeah.
4: I'm going to stay on the ceiling so it's easier for me to see any more of these.
5: Okay. And I will focus on the floor.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Give me another round of Arcana Checks, please, as you get up towards the next one. 23.
4: Good, because mine's a five.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dorian, you start walking around the hall, you get another 10, 15 feet around, you absolutely notice a rune. It actually appears to be similar in shape to the runes that were on the walls that your patron charged up for you way back several adventures ago. However, this one, it has clearly been changed. It is not the same shape, it just seems to bear some of the similar architecture. To the, the runic symbol, you recognize what it is and that it would be very bad for you to pass under it without disrupting it or altering it in some way, shape, or form. Right there, Maeve. There's another. It's on another. the ceiling, right? It's mm-hmm. on the ceiling once again. Right. Yes. Please roll me another sleight of hands. 19. 19. You are able to disrupt it a little bit. Give me another constitution saving throw, please. Uh, n- uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. You feel no ill effect as this one also begins to distort and pulse dark energy away as it is disrupted and now safe to walk under. All right. I have a feeling you're going to continue this same pattern onto the third one of these? Yes. Excellent. Roll me another arcana check, please, to see if you can find it. That's a 13 from me. That's an 8. All right. You seem to continue down this hallway, and you actually step past the threshold of the room, (sighs) taking some of the ill effect in before you realize that that is where it's at. Dickie, where were you on that one? Both of you, please roll me constitution saving throws.
4: That 20. I'm liking my dice today.
0: That is an eight. All right. That dark energy pulses out, begins to drain some of your life essence away. Dorian, you take six points of necrotic damage. Luckily for you, Maeve, you only take three. Why? that's hardly a scratch. Ah, there's one right there. You all know where it is. You can now attempt to disrupt it if you'd like. Destroy. All right. Roll me a slider hand once again, please, Maeve. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh,
4: were... Sorry, nine plus seven is not fourteen. That's sixteen. There you go. I can math.
0: You are absolutely, once again, able to disrupt this room. Give me one last constitution saving throw, please. That was fourteen. Fourteen. You again feel no ill effect from distorting of the
3: room. Wow.
0: There were so many great rolls in that, guys. Uh, that was awesome.
3: <sighs> Pretty dice. Pretty dice. I this alcove. Anything here? You got you Give me a perception check. Oh, fine. Nice. Oh, what I get? Twenty-one. He rolled a twenty-one. Oh, yes, I rolled a twenty-one. I knew that. Oh, twice! Um, ah,
0: yes. Well, I wasn't intending on anything in that alcove, but now, now with twenty-one, I want to create something. So what would thematically fit there?
3: And more dwarven uh, slogans or pep-talks?
0: <laughs> pep-talks. <laughs> <Come on>. Dwarven <laughs> pep-talks. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, you find a small end table at the end of that little alcove. And as you look down at it, you see that four areas along the top edges, kind of two on each side, seem to be a little more worn, a little more smooth. You've seen similar things before, like when, when a person has a table that they constantly lean against, like some of your perhaps instructors who were teaching you back in the day just as the hand and the oils from the hand just constantly grip the same area and it smooths out and distorts the color at the edges of the table. You see four areas of that kind of two on each side, roughly parallel in the the same line with each other. Uh, All right. I check underneath it. There does not seem to be anything special on top of it or underneath it at this time. I sit on it. Okay. It supports your weight. Oh, how nice. Crabby it's interview. decently constructed. I mean, it is not something that you would find in the finest palaces of Zixa, but oh, it could... I'll remember it's here when we need a table later. There you go. Now I follow the lads. All right, uh, you're able to pass through. You don't have to make any constitution saving throws or really anything in this situation, since your friends were able to parse it all for you. <laughs> well done, team. Alrighty, folks. Velik, standing at the base of these stairs, you begin to look up and you see that within just a short little walk, you will actually be outside yet again. You have reached the top of the tower. You do not seem to hear or see much out
2: there other than just the bit of the night sky. I'm Sodery Platinum Ring. Are we ring or are we band?
0: I believe we're the ring, yes.
5: You're the one yes. who came up with
0: the
6: name. <laughs>
2: I believe rings what you most recently decided on. Platinum ring it appears that the treasure will find in another castle. Nothing of value seems to be here, except for this dope ass view. And he runs to the stairs, top of the stairs so they'd be the first person to look at the dope ass view.
5: Did did he just say, yes, dope ass, ass view.
3: Dope view?
4: ass view. Yeah.
3: It means nope. kind we of like a, um, a, a dumb buttocks. A, 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 like numb, like like you've been sitting for too long, and your your ass becomes as if it is doped oh <laughs> why
5: would I want to
4: so a numb ass you, uh, yeah. yeah why it's
3: hard to yeah I'm going to go ask him am I write oh good, 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 I'm writing it down
5: <laughs> Valak, <laughs> I hate <all> what you. <laughs> what
2: exactly
5: what exactly did you mean by dope ass
2: all right, as you come <laughs> <turn it on. laughs> so uh dope ass is like uh you ever get your donkey fucked up what okay.
0: <laughs> we're, we're going Go to direction nobody wants like
2: that real fast and, <laughs> like when uh, like uh, hold on, hold on, like when uh, you know you're uh, you're young maybe you're a, a squire or a page and you're hanging out with all the other spiders and pages and and they're like cleaning stables and someone's got some uh, some good smoke leaf and like you're kind of all smoking inside the stables, and you don't realize it, but the donkey is getting all uh, Valak.
4: All doped I don't up. think we want the end of the story.
2: And then the, I really the, uh, don't
4: think we want the end of this story, Valak. Cause stop it.
2: The donkey starts to like stop stumble talking. around, and everyone is also doped up. So you think it's hilarious as you watch the donkey stumble around? I it's, move like, away from Valak. thing you've ever seen? Yeah.
6: Okay. Fighting now. <laughs>
2: As Valak is regarding this tale,
0: you hear a voice come from the top of the tower as you all reach now the top of it, and it says, well, if you give yourselves and the donkey to me, I can make sure that you have an ecstatic end of your existence. Oh, no, uh, you the can donkey. the donkey. So the donkey. what you all see... <laughs> As you get to the top of the tower, night has fallen outside of the citadel. You look up and there are, of course, stars. There seems to be very little illumination except for what is coming from the torch and the dancing lights. However, as you look across the tower, you see a rather interesting, perhaps crystal or glass lattice structure for the the outer game context if you remember when we were kids and the metal jungle gyms that were in the shape of domes and you could mm-hmm. climb in and around like the triangles and squares in them yes. that that kind of structure as though that was the framework and then all of those panels have sheets of crystal or glass in them a biodome kind of structure on the opposite side of that though sitting in this fairly large chair is this creature with white and black fur, four arms and two legs. Its maw, instead of opening at the front of its mouth, seems to open at the top, spreading out. It has some kind of hunk of flesh in its hand that it it seems to be as though it was just about to eat when you all approached and came up the stairs. This creature is large size, much larger even than your pal Valak. And we'll say, anyone wants to roll me an arcana check? Can roll me an arcana. Oh, oh yes.
3: 21.
0: 15.
3: Coming right up. 10, 10. All right, Dirt. Valak I
2: would, I would, like, oh. I would, I would like a divine sense check.
0: You absolutely, you can roll. You can do divine sense. And Dirt, are you going to do arcana or anything to. I don't have arcana. Uh, we well, may not be trained in it, but you could roll it just feet. You could always roll, mm-hmm. roll a 20. Nah,
6: I will rely on my more magic y friends for this.
0: Yeah. All right, so Dorian and Maeve, the two of you just feel the waft of necrotic energy come off of this creature. Valak, your divine sense triggers, and absolutely this is an evil, undead creature of some kind. And he goes, so if you give yourself to me, I can make your ending quick and almost pleasant if you make me strike you down. Eldritch Blast.
3: <laughs> <right>. I'll, roll, <laughs> I'll, I'll roll initiative, everyone. <laughs> Can I go get the rest of the army? That's right do,
5: down. Do I get the blast while he's uh, giving his little speech? He
0: knew you were there. You're obviously going. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you get the one blast off, but that's going to be the only surprise action, and then we'll jump. absolutely.
6: I rolled my ducky. Is it your lucky duck die? My lucky duck die. Mine uh, always lands on one. That's a
5: twenty-six to hit. Twenty-six hits. Eight damage. Okay. Okay. Oh. Hang him for just a little bit. Initiative is six.
4: Well, it's a good thing you've snuck a it. time.
0: All right. That's the word I'm looking uh, for.
4: Oh, okay. That was my ducky roll. So seven t- is 20. Dirty 20. No. Ah, 22. I can math.
0: Okay. I so- think
4: what today has proven is that Ellie cannot math.
0: The creature had been taunting you all over the Crystal Dome. A flash of blue and red energy goes out from dorian striking the creature causing a little bit of rage to flare up around it and Maeve, it is your turn
4: Okay, where is there a place that I can hide or should I just stay behind my
0: friends? There's not really a place to hide. Even if you were on the other side of this crystal structure, it is see-through enough that you would not be hidden from the creature.
4: Cool. So I duck behind... uh, Why am I blanking on your name? Dorian. Thank you. It was literally there. So I'm hiding kind of behind Dorian, just matching movements and then like sneak shortbow attack with acid. Mm. I've done it before. I've hidden behind people before.
0: I'm going to need you to roll a really high stealth check to be able to okay. pull that off.
4: I'm not here. Nope, I just... Well, how high is high? Because it's 16 plus 9.
0: 25. Just barely. I was thinking 24 is the number. I got him. <laughs> okay. Just
4: matching Dorian. Okay, so there's that, and then... Well, that's fine, because the arrow the doesn't hit anyway. It would be an 11.
0: 11 is not enough.
4: Yeah. So an arrow just flies straight past, just just past his ear. And there's a quiet fuck. And then I, I hide again behind Dorian.
2: <laughs> All right, Volk, it is your turn. Valak looks sad as he turns and faces the creature. He sighs. You have to die now. You are evil. And he runs over and then he hacks into a
0: real... Vala comes running around the edge of the crystalline structure, coming up to the creature, attempting to strike
2: down at it. Give me an attack roll. 22. 22, absolutely. Does that hit? Yes, it does. Uh, It's undead, so it'll take 10 plus 12, so 22 (laughs) points of damage. It reels back in pain,
0: and actually, it's now its turn. It's four arms complying. One of them is holding a long sword, and it seems to actually be two of the hands gripping that. Each of the other hands flop out with their own daggers, and it starts to go to town on Valak. That is, however, not one on his first attack. <laughs> but a 22, I'm sure, will hit. What about an
2: 18? Yes, his armor class is an 18.
0: All righty. So the first attack is five points of damage. Second attack is four points of
2: damage. That's all you got.
0: Well, he missed with his other one. Oh, well. So he does nine points of damage to you and shrieks. And you see the, it's almost like a line from where you would think the top of the forehead down to the chin. His mouth opens symmetrically on either side, reaching out at you. Think the creature from Stranger Things, which was itself kind of based off of the demigorgon. And so it all comes back to D&D. Nice. <laughs>
3: but yeah, this is an ugly creature. Dickie, it is your turn now. This creature though, he is humanoid. Wait, so nobody's run up to him yet, correct? No, Valak has... Valak, I heard he attacked. There he is. He blends in really well. Well, <clears throat> let's see. Do I hate myself? How much do I hate myself? The roof is, like, right behind him. But I can't get around, though. I'm pretty far away. Oh, my gosh. This is so hard. Of... I will try hideous laughter on him. I uh-huh. tell him the amusing legend of Sir William and Sir Theodore... And their uh, excellent adventures through heaven and hell that were most heinous, actually. Well, with his unnatural twenty, he shakes off your spell. That's fine. It wasn't the best of the tales of falling <laughs> yeah.
4: William and, and Theodore.
3: <laughs> that made it was much better.
0: I mean, it, it was it was a good journey. It wasn't excellent. It wasn't excellent.
3: Yeah, I <laughs> that it was a bit bogus. Indeed. <laughs> Carry on
0: on on Uh, All right, now it is Dirt's turn Followed by Dorian
6: Dirt will take her 40 feet of movement To get within 10 feet And as a bonus action She will glow with radiant light As she spends two key points To reveal her arms of astral self That look like flowing sleeves And she will attack them 10 feet away Okay, that is a 17 to hit.
0: That's 17 hits.
6: That's... (laughs) Woohoo! Three points of damage. Radiant. So that was my move, my action, and my bonus action. So that is it.
0: You just get the one attack with them? I think so. Okay.
6: They're not that powerful until later levels.
0: Fair enough. Dorian.
5: Ah, yes. Well, I will move, and I'm going to cast a spell. Ooh. Do it. Okay. Fairy Fire. Ah. Which, let's see here, each object in a 20-foot cube within range, and it's within 60 feet, so I'm going to place it so it just gets this guy. Let's see here. Okay, so any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dex saving throw.
0: Yep, and I have crit that dex save with a 25. Oh, well, shit. Carry on. (laughs) Top of the round, Maeve. You now no longer have an ally in front of you. However, you have an ally next to the creature. Sure.
4: So I can, I still want to ask if I duck down behind the staircase that we came into when I do need to hide, does that work?
0: Yes, however, you'll have this crystalline structure between you and it. So you would have to like ranged volley the attack where you're shooting up and hoping it arcs down and hits him as opposed to striking him normally. Okay. Which be? I think I just yeah. have you roll at disadvantage since it's right. trickier shot.
4: Nah, I think I can expose. So oh, five, ten. What I can do? Is my whole. Sorry, my whole movement is thirty. Right. What I can do as a rogue is run, shoot, run right back. Yep. Okay. So I'm gonna do that.
0: All right, so you're going to pop over 15 feet. You're going to loose your arrow at the creature. Roll me the attack roll. 16?
4: 16, Just 16 uh,
0: His arm comes up and with the dagger actually blocks the arrow and knocks it down and away. way All right, Vulloch, roll me a constitution saving throw at the start of your turn, please. That All is right. an 18. You feel the dark energy of this creature try to leech into you. Perhaps it's... Some sort of radiant burst from your god. It's some, perhaps, strength interior to you, but you're able to fight off this wave of dark energy that seems to just radiate off this creature now that you're up next to it. It has an aura.
2: Rao condemns thee to death, and he strikes again with his great sword. Okay. 18 plus 25 points of damage. Oh, hold on. Great weapon master. 25 points of damage. 25 points of damage? Uh, Not 25. 7 plus 15. 22 points damage. Sorry about that. Yes, there you go.
0: All right. Awesome. You guys have smacked hard into this creature with just a handful of attacks here. However, it's now its turn, and it has a whole bunch of people around it. It is going to take a step over here, and it is now adjacent to two enemies, so it gets advantage on its attacks. The first attack is going to go after dirt. does a 16 hit. Yes. Okay, five points of slashing damage, please. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, that did. And then the two daggers go striking out at Valak once again. One of them is going to miss power with a 24. That should hit for seven points of piercing damage. Okay. Alrighty. That is the
3: end of its turn. Dickie, your turn. I was afraid Did you didn't say that. He's a humanoid. Yes? Not a monster? I mean, he's vaguely
0: humanoid in that he has legs and arms, but he has extra arms. He has four. Right. So this
3: whole person, does that work on him, do you think? Well, that is a 10. I believe he fails. Oh, dear gods. I did it. Yes. Well, that's exciting. He is paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, he can make another wisdom saving throw, and, and then the spell would end if he makes it a success. There we go. I say, freeze. And he does. Anything else, Sticky? Uh, No, I moved up, and now I'm waiting and really concentrating on this. (laughs) All right, Dirt, it is your turn. At the start of your turn, since you're next to it, please grow me a Constitution saving throw.
0: Oh, 11. Mm. You feel a little bit of your life begin to drain away. You take three points of damage.
6: Is that necrotic damage?
0: It is necrotic. And it seems almost as though when you take damage from this aura, he heals that, or at least uh, a
2: portion of that. I, I do
3: shout out that he has been paralyzed, so everybody jump in! All right. Which I believe also
0: means that everyone who attacks him gets advantage on attacks. Oh, so attacks a hit, auto crit. Yep. So, Dirt, it is your turn.
6: Dirt is going to stay within that 10 feet and attack with her uh, astral self arms with advantage. First one's a 14. Sorry, second one's 22 to hit.
0: Uh, So the 22 to hit does hit.
6: Six. Okay, six points of damage. And then...
0: When he's paralyzed like this, all all hits are crits.
6: Oh. So roll damage twice. Oh, man. All,
0: All dice roll twice. Yep.
6: Ten points of radiant damage for that. And then I'm going to spend two key points to do a flurry of blows. So I'll get two more attacks at advantage. Do it to it. Uh, come on, advantage. Oh, no. That's that's an eight to hit. That's not going to hit. My second attack, though, will be 17 to hit. Absolutely. That'll be six plus two. This <laughs> is eight, eight more points of damage.
3: Awesome. Did you make the Fist of the North Star sound?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this necrotic champion is not looking too good, guys, but he is still functional. Anything else, dirt? Nope,
6: and I don't know if that radiant damage does anything extra, but it's radiant damage.
0: It, it does not seem to do
5: anything extra to it. Okay. Dorian. All right, so I'm attacking at advantage, eh? Eldritch blast. Boom. Okay, that that's a twenty to hit. Absolutely, but it does. Okay, because I was going to say I have another D twenty rule. If it hits, it crits. So no need. Yeah, to a I you know if, if with my elven accuracy. But okay, so that's uh, 12 plus, hold on, four. So that's 16 damage. All right. Describe the killing blow to this creature. It's not looking my direction because it's focused on Valak and dirt, but I hit it kind of in the side of the maw, I guess. And it kind of hits so hard that it collapses in and the rest of its body kind of does that that spin thing from from like all the martial arts movies and then just kind of bam, falls. You
0: also notice that as your blast goes out, the runes that were etched into the walls of this whole area or the outer walls rather. All of those runes that had been charged by your patron begin to have a little bit of red and blue flare as well as though perhaps your strike is getting juiced up just a little bit and it goes slamming,
3: smacking this creature and the creature falls. I would like to walk up to the creature and ask him to... I'm sorry, could you repeat what you were going to say? He's something about killing us. I... No, please, please don't. I hate it when they monologue. Well, I mean, he's. I don't think he'll be talking much anymore. I just, I wanted to rub it in.
2: That was a fine killing blow, Dorian. Well, good shot. Well done, sir. Well done, all of us.
4: I want to go and pick up the arrows that didn't hit.
5: <laughs> and I'm going to search its
3: throne. I'm going to search its body. All right, roll me percentile dice, please, the two of you. Oh dear.
4: Ooh, can I? I want to search for Shiny.
0: They got their first one for of the course. first one to the body. Of course. 98. Oh, 49. With a 49 as you kind of search through its body, you actually do see that it had some sort of it had kind of a basic loincloth kind of thing and it had a coin pouch with that. You pick it up and it actually has some solid heft to it. Yeah. If you actually do, you know, take it cuz you know it's money and things. You you have so much of it. I hold on to it.
3: Yes. So it has three hundred and fifty silver pieces. Oh my. And seventy-five gold pieces. Seventy-five gold and 300, 300 what? Three hundred and fifty silver pieces. Three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. Yeah. So there's over four hundred
0: coins in this bag. He's got some half. But it's effectively only 110 gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 98 though. That, <laughs> that is that is one of those rolls that is just so nice. Yes. Yes, indeed. You find, actually, under the back of the throne, under the back of the seat, a book. And it has the same kind of midnight blue binding that the book that your patron sent you to find in the library back at Season's Glade. Ah. It seems to have exactly the same kind of binding in it.
5: Hmm. Well, isn't this interesting?
0: I started cracking it open, looking at it. Okay. Examining it. You flip through. And as you look through that, you also pull out yours. It seems to be almost identical on the inside as to what you remember from the other one. If you study this for a little while, though, you might be able to pick out some little changes. Absolutely. I, I will uh, definitely study it in depth Okay, because of the similarities. Awesome. All right. So with that, you all find yourself at the top of the tower here. It's night. There's this crystalline structure at the top of the tower that does have an entryway that you can see from where this creature was and where his throne was. As you look that way, it's from the south. There's a doorway that would allow you to enter into this crystalline dome out as you kind of just take a quick peek. Out off the top of the tower you do see in the courtyard the elven company has taken full position they are attempting to straighten out some kind of extra barricade around that front wall you can actually see gerard merrick uh your friend his eyes are kind of glued to the tower and he looks up are multiple people going to go to the edge and look around or just a person or are you all just going to go oh well that's clearly the outside Balak wants
3: to go inside the gymnasium <laughs> I'll go to the edge and look down. Alexander okay. to the edge and makes a comment anyway. So yes, I'm there with him.
0: Okay, excellent.
3: As the two of you are there,
0: you can see kind of Gerard Merrick's head. He's kind of been looking his eyes. He actually looks up at one point and sees you. And you almost see like a, a surprise or a shock look on his face. Like, oh my God, they survived. And he holds up his hand and waves at you guys. Hello. All right, you are... Hello. You're, Hello. you're two stories up, you're close to 40 plus feet so you you can absolutely yell down at him but it won't be just a normal conversational level since it's night and you're headed towards a goblin infested area maybe less yelling but up to you oh you said how far away you're about 40 feet up two stories
5: okay well then i will cast message
0: okay (laughs) i will use one
5: (laughs) we've cleared the tower
0: He gets to respond with 25 words to that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I'm so happy you all survived. I was getting worried after you had been in there so long. What did you find? Have I like figured out exactly what this creature was?
5: You could attempt
0: to further investigate it with Arcana? Mm Mm-hmm. Natural 20. (laughs) With the dark necrotic energy swirling around to this beast you believe that this is some sort of embodiment of necrotic energy might be the wrong technical words but it puts you kind of in the right frame of reference its body was so imbued with this darkness that it was clearly a undead creature It had been raised And rather than just like, oh, I raise a necromancer going, oh, I raise a skeleton and go tell him to do things. This thing was imbued time after time with necrotic energy to the point where it was, you could almost say that it was a champion of necrotic energy. The creature was a necrotic champion. I will send message down to him again.
5: We found a sort of necrotic champion up here and defeated it. The whole tower was geared toward necromancy it will need to be cleansed
4: this house is clean
0: (laughs) that's terrifying is it safe for me to come up to you or should i stay in the courtyard send it back down
5: stay in the courtyard for now there are many traps we'll come to you
0: all right. And with that, he does not respond via messenger. He just holds up both hands, gives you a big old thumbs up. All right. All right. So, Valak, you said that you were actually going to step inside this crystal gymnasium, as it were. Is anyone else going to step inside as well,
3: or just Val? I'm going to watch. Okay. I'm recording and documenting uh, the details of this uh, necrotic champion for my book. Fantastic.
5: I would like to investigate the crystal cage thing. <laughs>
0: we're
2: All about right. to find out. Well, I,
0: I, I'm... Since Valak walked in there while you were investigating the throne, I want to make sure he gets first crack at... Absolutely. Dirt? Are you looking at your pretty radiant arms, or are you doing something? I'm going to follow Valak. Awesome. As the two of you step into this half-dome crystal structure, you actually feel a wash of almost refreshing or relaxing energy come over you. It is so opposite all of the necrotic darkness that you've been moving through for so long that it almost feels like you can take a deep breath in again and let it out and just the tension and the weariness kind of flows out with it. Even though from the exterior this did not seem to be emitting any light, while you are inside you are actually in bright light as though it was daytime. You begin to look around the structure and at first you don't seem to notice anything you're able to see your allies next to you just outside the structure and all that but if one of you would like to roll me a Perception or Investigation or Arcana check. Seven.
2: 17, Investigation.
0: All right. Valak, after a moment, you kind of stand there and you're facing... We'll say you're facing north-northeast. And you stand there for a moment and you take that breath in and you just kind of stare at one of the panels for a moment. And after a minute, you almost see as though that panel was zooming out, as though it were traveling great distance as you were staring at it. And suddenly the area that you had been looking at that was just, you know, forest and rock and terrain in the distance, it seems to be as though you're flying over it, seeing it in more and more detail, almost as though you're zooming in on a particular detail in the distance.
2: This is an eye of the gods. And uh, he starts searching the sky for uh, where Rao's constellation is and tries to see Rao.
0: Okay. I did not expect that. All right. Roll me a, roll me a religion check. Or You see where the constellation of Rao would be, and as you look, you see it begin to appear in stark relief. It no longer twinkles slightly as the light passes through the atmosphere you are able to see just the steady pulsing light of the stars of Rao. Uh
2: Valak doesn't move his eyes he sits down like crisscrossed crossed applesauce and starts to hum like a, a hymnal of Rao to himself he starts to rock gently just so happy just looks like a like a a a really, like a child watching their favorite cartoon. Just super into it. You're not, nothing exists except for him and his God.
4: Aww.
0: for listening to Attackers of Opportunity. We really enjoyed making this podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. If you did, please go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Also, you can find us on Instagram at Attackers of Opportunity. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode.